from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, I'm Jordan Lee. And I'm Piet Levy, music writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Every week we talk about music coming into Milwaukee and the music coming out of Milwaukee. This is Tapped In. Hello, Piet. How are you, my friend? All right, Jordan. How you doing? Very, very good. This is an interesting season as the uh, summer turns into fall. Mm-hmm. We're saying hello to some old bands from Milwaukee that are getting back together and farewell to some bands who are kind of putting their last efforts out there for us to hear this season. Yes, bands come and go. And it just seemed like it was interesting that right now there's a few that are saying goodbye or have just said goodbye. Mm-hmm. But then because of these reunions, you realize that it may not be goodbye forever. Right. You know, these these bands that are saying goodbye could come back. Uh, and hopefully they will. But let's talk about the ones that are, are going away. Right. Uh, let's start with uh, No-No which just released their their farewell album, Diagnostic. Right. Which is very good. Really good. I think, it's, good. I think it's their best album from, I would agree. from start to end. Yes. And, you know, No No um, had this, like, kind of 80s synth vibe mm-hmm. to it. There's a song on there that, I um, can't remember what the name of it is right now, but I was like, when I heard it, I was like, man, that needs to end up in, like, a Stranger Things, like, montage. And like, that's a just, thing right now, too, yeah. in general. Like, the 80s synth yep. wave. Think about, like, the styles of, like, Immortal Girlfriend and, and, yep. and Dash Cam. This right. is a thing right now. And they're really sure. good at that thing. Uh, what I think is really cool about the album is they kind of add a little bit more of the, the kind of raucous yes, punk energy yes, from yes. Their, their background uh, into it. So it's a little bit more biting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a really good farewell album from them. And they're going to be playing at Mad Planet September 21st for their final show. Now, uh, I saw a really catchy little video from Mike Benign Compulsion just recently. I know that these guys have been, you know, they're they're all, you know, they're working class musicians, you know. Yep. And by that, I mean that they've got significant day jobs. And the music is, uh, but they've always been a consistent, like, kind of power pop rock that I just love from Mike Benign. Yeah, absolutely. And they um, they remind me a, a bit of, like, Squeeze yes. and, you know, like that kind of, you know, uh, Joe Jackson and this kind of pop mold. Perfect example. Um, you know, really smart songwriting, really good catchy hooks. Um, this new album is, is uh, you know, Bygones, which is coming out soon. Uh, is really a testament to that. And they, uh, they may not necessarily be gone necessarily. Mike has told me that they're, like, He's 95% sure this is the final right, album. Right. They're going to be playing a Bygones album release show at Club Garibaldi September 28th, so look out for that then. But they're going to be doing shows into 2020. So it's not it's a long goodbye from them, but and it may not be a goodbye, but he's pretty sure it's a goodbye. Well, we also just published an article recently on Old Earth and kind of talked about the importance of the music that he has been making for a while here in the city of Milwaukee and also kind of hanging up the Old Earth hat right now. Yeah, and he had this album that came out uh, called Beast of Knees, which I just heard, and it's really good. Um, and he's he's been very good. You know, I know that when he was announcing his farewell, like Chris Porterfield from Field Report yeah. reached out to me directly. was just telling me how important Todd, um, who's the guy behind. Yeah. A.K.A. Uh, old, old Earth. <laughs> yes, exactly, A.K.A. Old Earth. How important he was to Chris um, and, and in terms of inspiring Chris's songwriting. And, you know, when he announced kind of the end of his project, it was, I think, a lot of musicians really – uh, and people in the music scene really kind of spoke up about how important he was. He was he was kind of under the radar. He went to San Francisco for a bit. He did. I didn't even know when he came back. He just kind of quietly kind of he, came back to town. And I didn't. He didn't necessarily make a lot of hoopla about it. He wasn't like going out kind of banging the nope, drum for his nope. music. But he is making very good, powerful, uh, very different kind of folk rock music. He's your favorite artist's favorite artist. Yep, exactly. That's what I've always liked about him. Yeah, and even though he's done with the shows for now, you should definitely check out that album. It's available on Bandcamp. It's very good. Well, coming up next, we're going to say hello to some old friends, the Championship, the Wild Birds, and Vic and Gab reuniting. We'll tell you about that next on Tapped In. Stay tuned. 88.9's new podcast series, Backspin, the search for Milwaukee's first hip-hop song is now available everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and at RadioMilwaukee.org slash Backspin. Stream all six episodes now. 
Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. From Vic and Gab, you might know them better now as Reina, the Milwaukee sisters, uh, maybe getting back together for one night only as Vic and Gab. Uh, we had reported on this name change when this happened. In fact, Vic and Gab were climbing the ladder pretty quickly as Vic and Gab. Yeah, doing and really well. In the city, everyone still refers to them as Vic and Gab. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right. <laughs> uh, but uh, when they decided to change the name to Reina, they there was a it was an intentional decision that. Made sense to me now in hindsight because mm. there is a much more cleaner, uh, larger pop-focused sound than they had as Vic and Gab. Vic and Gab was probably on the trajectory of, say, like Weezer, whereas mm. I would say Reina is probably more on a trajectory of Tegan and Sarah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, but Vic and Gab also, as Vic and Gab, I think they got a lot of comparisons to Tegan and Sarah. Just too with, much almost. Too much, yes. yeah, because of the sister thing, and they opened for Tegan and Sarah yep. here too, and... Um, yeah, no, I think that makes sense. I agree. I, at first I was like, you guys are doing so well. Why would you change the name? But the sound is so different it that is. It, it does make a lot of sense. And and as Reina, they, they're doing tremendously Tremendous. well. Tremendous. Oh, yeah. they've eclipsed all the success they had as Vic and Gab. But the hearts of the people are still with Vic and Gab. Yes. And so the story goes that, uh, well, uh, this is a shameless plug here for Radio Milwaukee. We have an annual fundraiser called the Fall Ball. Okay. So the Fall Ball is an event where the DJs do like a dueling DJ thing and we have like a cocktail party on the roof but the main attraction is this karaoke for a cause where we get together artists from a lot of well-known bands uh, like a super group of musicians and they become the backing band for community leaders to do karaoke so it's kind of fun because you'll see someone from like the MPS foundation or someone from another charity on the stage doing karaoke to a live band and everything from you know Fleetwood Mac to Beastie Boys or songs that get covered so uh, the story goes that uh, there was a challenge that if the uh, the proper funds were raised within the fundraiser, that uh, they would reunite one last time. And I think even with their cousin Jesus is going to get back on yep, the drums. He's going to be playing drums with them. And perform again as Vic and Gab, yeah. doing old Vic and Gab material for one night only here at Radio Milwaukee. Oh, that's really cool. That's really neat. I mean, Vic and Gab was really accomplished. And, yeah. and while it's great to see the Reina stuff, they don't play the Vic and Gab stuff with the Reina stuff. No. I mean, they... they said goodbye to that project. So for them to kind of revisit it, um, and again, this is a really popular band, really kind of in the peak 
peak in yes. terms of the popular bands in Milwaukee. I mean, Vic and Gab was like at the top. Um, so and and Vic and Gab played a lot around here. Yes. So they they had a really loyal local following for their show. So it's cool that they'll be able to do this. It's, so this is open to like how do you how do you? Well, it's a, it's 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 a fundraiser event. So yes. I mean, actually, to experience and witness this again, mm-hmm. shame shameless plug here. One does have to buy tickets for said event. Right. Uh, but I think that was the point they were trying to make here was to yeah. say like we want to uh, help. We want to support the mission. We want to do something dynamic that will grab attention. And so, yes, can anyone in the public go to this? Sure, if you get a ticket for the yeah, show. Right, there you go, there you go. <laughs> but that's, not, that's going to be the case with these other shows that we're talking about, too. These are, you know, ticketed events to right. see some bands that haven't played together for a long time. Right, and we were talking in the first segment about bands that are saying goodbye. I mean, maybe maybe No No will do a uh, Radio Milwaukee Fall Ball in Very five, well could years. be, Who absolutely. Knows? Or, or shorter. Yep. Um, but there are a couple acts that are coming together. Um, there's going to be this festival called Flannel Fest, so we yes. wanted to highlight this. This is happening in the Harbor District um, on October 12th, and they've got uh, Plisa there, Harmar Superstar, Reina will mm-hmm. be playing there. You may remember Reina. We just talked about <laughs> them two seconds ago. Uh, <laughs> and But you've got also, um, there's a pre-party at the Cooperage yes. the night before October 11th. And this is really neat that they're going to have two bands that uh, haven't been playing in ages, the Wild Birds and the Championship, so cool. coming together for this double bill. Now, if you're familiar with the uh, the the folks who haunt the Cooperage and its you know establishments surrounding, uh, this is a family affair. I mean, this is all the usual suspects who are going to get back together again. I, I cannot say enough how much I love the championship. I feel like right as 88.9 was starting to form, that band was at its peak doing mm-hmm. really cool stuff. They've been with us since day one. And really, the Wild Birds are the blueprint for a lot of bands that came out of that band. So uh, to have this happen and to see all those guys and gals get back together again is very, very cool. Yeah, the Wild Birds was kind of, you know, they were really emerging when the indie rock was really, really popping yes. and, uh, nationwide. Yeah. The Wild Birds was kind of, you know, and the championship too. They were both kind of in that peak of the indie rock world in Milwaukee. And know? they always gave it this Americana twinge to it, mm-hmm. this kind of lean into the sounds of what we think of now as Indie Nashville. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and also kind of laid down a footprint for a really what I think has continued to define the Milwaukee music sound here. I mean, mm-hmm. I think... Groups like Dead Horses, if you didn't have groups like Wild Birds and the Championship coming first, the door wasn't as open as wide for yeah. groups like that to come forth and no, do what they do. I think that's a good point. And with Wild Birds, you know, one of the bigger projects that came out of that was Hugh Bob and the Hustle, of course. Um, Absolutely. So, which, and look at what Hugh's career is doing now. I mean, Hugh Masterson now is just just smashing things. But again, doing kind of, I guess we would generically label it country music. Yeah. But it's his way. He's like a Sturgill Simpson-like character in yeah. the country music scene. Yeah, exactly. And that all starts with this. Right, exactly. So it's cool that they're coming back October 11th. So again, bands that go away uh, may not go away forever in the local scene. I'm curious, though, Jordan, I wanted to ask you this. Yeah. And, and you can ask me, too, if you want. But... <laughs> um, What's a local band that you want to see back there? And maybe they're listening, and hopefully they will be like, oh, maybe we should get back together. Is there a wow. local Is there a local Milwaukee band that you are dying to get back together, and, and why, if you could pick anyone? Well, it kind of already happened. Just recently, Wobbly Head Records had their 20-year anniversary party, and Def Harmonic performed there. Okay, yeah. Uh, and it was a lot of new material, which was cool to see Jay and Leah back together on stage. Um, I would love it if they continued to do more. Um from what I understood, that was a one-time thing. Yeah. Uh, but, man, I have to say, I mean, Jay Todd never stopped. He just continues to do great stuff. He's got so many fun projects and things going on. And now has stepped into the producer chair, which is great. He's always been a great producer. Um, but, like, producing rock. Like, he produced the Dramatic Lovers album. Yeah. You know, like, things yeah. like that in that role to see him there. Um, I always thought of him as, like, kind of a combination of Prince and Pharrell. 
Oh, cool. Which has always been my opinion of wow. Jay Todd and what his his chops and talent are. And, you know, this used to happen more often, but I'd like to see it happening at little blue crunchy things. They okay. used to yeah. get together regularly. They yeah. would do these annual shows at Shank, and I haven't heard of that happening in a while. Also adding to my list, I'd like to get the Pacers back together. I yeah. was a big fan of Second Wave Ska. The okay. Pacers is one of my favorite groups. And really, while we're on that tangent, let's get into Kings Go Forth as well. Yep, yep. would be really awesome to see Kings Go Forth do something some way, somehow. Yeah. What, what about you? No, I, I was going to say Kings Go Forth, absolutely, because that was a band that I uh, I wasn't working at the General Sentinel when they were rising up. I heard about them. I kind of heard their stuff. I never got to see them live. But everything I heard just sounded so fun, and especially in a live setting. Had the love of, of David Byrne, you know they were on the Luca Bop label. I won I won a Luaka Bop contest and got a signed copy of the CD. Wow, which is ironic because I could have just gone to Dave Wake's house and said, Dave, would you sign this for me? You but stole it, you stole it from somebody. I, <laughs> I did. Well, it's here in the studio. I left it in the station because I, I mean was, you stole the from opportunity a real from a real, a real fan in the contest. <laughs> I, was just, I just wanted to like submit my name into the mix because I was so excited about what they were doing. But uh, yeah, you're right. I mean they went globally. Yeah, uh, became a sensation that popped up and and. Carved their own lane, kind of doing this unique tinge of soul that met world vibes and yeah. jazz all together at once. It was really, really interesting, and it was, but it was very fast. So that's what yeah. I was bummed about because they had the one album and they were kind of gone, and they had a, a moment, but it was just a fleeting moment. I talked to Andy several years ago, who talked about like kind of wanting to get it back together, but I know he's been really busy with a million other projects. And uh, so, Andy, if you're listening, just add more to your plate and try to make this happen. It'd Andy, awesome. let's do the Pacers <laughs> open up for Kings Go Forth. There you go. There you Can go. Can you do that for us, that Andy? Won't, that won't take much work at all. <laughs> We're calling you out on our podcast, Andy Noble. We know where you work. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that would be great. And I would also toss in there, and I know it happened a few years ago, but the promise ring, um, you know, mm. I'd really like to see the promise ring. I don't know if you oh. saw this, but the Roll- uh, Rolling Stone recently had last week um, like the best emo albums of all time list and nothing feels good was number three i believe it it should be which is an amazing album it's an amazing and, album. and they did do a reunion show i think at the metro where they mm-hmm. played it in its entirety they didn't do milwaukee in that one they played a milwaukee reunion show before that kind of run there but um and they and i think in may they did a merchandise sale where they sold all their promise ring merch so which which leads me to believe it's not going to happen um, Davey Van Bowen yeah. had said yeah. like it's very unlikely to release new music yep, yep, yep. but man I'd just love to see it I think there's just so much uh, respect for what they did what they accomplished and Agreed. it just seems like it's kind of grown and grown and grown and Emo is having kind of a resurging moment here and, and the promise that ring 20 is, year cycle man yeah, everything becomes cool again exactly and the promise ring was really I mean on this list I mean they deserve that spot and this list features big big names that everyone knows you know Paramore's on there right. Hank of the Disco and yeah. Dashboard Confessional and you know uh, Jimmy Eat World and you know and they're I think rightfully placed above those kinds of groups in terms of that album it's such a good album so uh, if you sold the merchandise try to make some more merchandise and try to get back together and 
Uh, do it again, please. Well, we'll continue this conversation as we always do next time on the podcast. So if you don't subscribe, this is your chance. I don't know how you're listening to us. Maybe you're using Apple Podcasts. Maybe you're using Spotify. Maybe you're using Stitcher. However you listen to your podcast, click subscribe and make sure you join us for more tantalating conversations around the Milwaukee music scene. And don't forget, we've got articles online at RadioMilwaukee.org. Or go to JSOnline.com slash music. Tapped In is produced by Kenny Perez. Our handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from you, our members, and sponsors. Thank you for everything you do for us. We'll see you next time for Tapped In. See you next time.